Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi guys, quick message from me, uh, Pierre. I keep forgetting to advertise this in the podcast. My stand-up special has now been released on YouTube for free, over an hour of free stand-up, real highlights of mine. Um, so go to search Pierre Novelli on YouTube. It's called Quiet Ones. And um, I'd really appreciate it if you guys could give it a watch. It's Bud Pod 149. 149. Bud Pod rhyme. Oh. Wow. I can't, I can't believe we've been doing 14 for so long and not, me not realizing it sort of rhymes with Bud Pod. One four, Bud Pod 9. The Bud Pod rhyme. Bud nine. 149, the Bud Pod rhyme. The 149th Bud Pod rhyme. Actually, I don't know how long I've been doing these ridiculous rhymes. Yeah, it's it's a natural feature. Yeah. Like a glacier. <laughs> um, but it's become meta now. That's good. It has become meta. It's, 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 we're into the postmodernist age of, <laughs> of the Bud Pod rhyme. We're going to deconstruct it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of deconstruction, we are in pe- person on the... Um, maybe that is reconstruction. I guess deconstructing the podcast is actually how we've been doing it, of recording it separately and then putting it together. Yeah, we've been doing a sort of Heston Blumenthal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we separate out the elements of what makes people's idea of a podcast. And then, you know, you would be dipped into uh, liquid nitrogen. Yep. And I would be turned into a moose. The animal or like... Both, a moose moose. A moose moose. You'd be turned first into a moose um, animal and then blended <laughs> into a thick cream yes a moose moose a moose bush <laughs> i would eat a moose moose a moose bush <laughs> and a moose moose a moose bush uh have you ever eaten moose i've eaten reindeer oh it's very sorry nice. kids no presents this year <laughs> pierre, pierre got angry you'll have to find a different glowing nose to follow to safety this year nick <laughs> i I haven't eaten uh, reindeer, I don't think. I think I've probably said on the pod the most exotic meat I've had is crocodile. Crocodile, I've had yeah. crocodile, I've had, ost- I've had ostrich. Ostrich burgers were a big deal in Malaysia for a bit. They're trendy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ostrich burgers were a thing for a while, I don't know why. It's very lean meat. It's essentially turkey, isn't it, in leanness terms? Big tall turkey. It's a giant tall turkey made of anger. Yeah, and kicks. They seem horrible. But a lot of birds, flightless birds, seem very aggressive and horrible. They're I just suppose. pissed off they can't fly. They live it. They've been, yeah, they're furious because they can perceive. And they're watching all like the, the other birds flying, like sparrows and stuff. And they just watch, and they see their wings and their stupid feathers. And they go, ah, fuck. <laughs> they're sort of the tanks of the, of the bird world. Big right. ground birds. They need to be sort of aggressive because everything else on the ground is so much meaner. Yeah, yeah. They've got the power, but they don't have the maneuverability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Would you... Also, if you want to take them down, you have to shoot at their treads. That's the weak <laughs> point. 
Yeah, you could uh, in like an action movie where someone climbs on top of an ostrich, lift, opens its mouth, and drops a grenade. <laughs> That's down exactly its neck. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that happen in Saving Private Ryan, or is it a Band of Brothers thing I'm thinking of? I think Saving Private Ryan definitely happens. It feels like this sort of thing that would happen in Saving. Isn't it weird that like the most realistic war movie we got, like there was loads of war movies in the 50s, 60s, a couple in the 70s, and then nothing really about World War II cinematically until suddenly. Saving Private Ryan, and it was just everyone. Even I remember, as like a however young I was when it came out, ten or something. Mm, mm. It was everyone was like, it's the most realistic thing ever, and it's Omaha Beach and yeah. D Day, D Day, D Day. I mean, I guess they didn't have the technology for it for a long time. Yeah, I suppose so. But it, yeah, it's funny that like after all that time, it was something. It was still fictional. They still sort of made up this whole thing about some guy called Ryan. Hmm. What do you mean? Well, that didn't happen. Yeah, I know that. You know. Yeah. They still didn't choose like a real... It's not like D-Day was short of... <laughs> of stories. Heroic stories they could yeah, have focused yeah. on. That's why Band of Brothers was you know, based on the real, the real deeds and experiences of the 101st... I still need Airborne. to watch that. I never, I've never seen Band of Brothers. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. The Pacific one I kind of was a bit more ambivalent about, but the original one is Ooh. pretty mind-blowing. Crazy Ooh. cast as well. Ross is in it. Ross from Friends is Ross in the first couple Friends. of episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, great, great, great. Yeah, I'll watch that. That'll be enjoyable. Uh, I I like Dunkirk. Yeah. For dub dub two moves. Yep. I love Dunkirk. I Very it was tense. So good. I love how you never saw a German. Yeah, they became. They were like a horror movie. Villain. Yeah. Yeah. They're like they were like Jaws, basically. Just they just <laughs> had the the music playing as it when they turned up. And yeah. The, the, the growls of their engines. It was really good. We're going to need a bigger expeditionary force. <laughs> that was the catchphrase. We're going to need a, a. We're going to need a bigger member of One Direction. <laughs> also, the 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 score uses this uh, illusion, this audio illusion called. It's like the ever uh, is like infinite scale. Yeah. So because it it sounds like the the note is going. It sounds like it's getting higher and higher. Yeah. But it's actually just looping, but to the to the ear, it sounds like it's just getting higher and higher and higher. So you, it just builds this tension. Ugh. Endless. This endless tension. It was very tense. Mm. It was very tense. My grandfather was there. Dunkirk. Oh, the premiere? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They let him play himself. <laughs> Incongruously. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was there. Um, and made it, obviously. Yeah. Um, lucky him. Yeah. Isn't it, that mad? If there'd been like one stray bullet, one piece of shrapnel, yeah. there'd be no bud pod. There would be no bud pod. Mm. And that would be what ca- what came up at the end of the movie. Yeah. We lost a lot of vital equipment and very good men that day, and and bud and bud pod, <laughs> and no one would know what it meant. But, but they'd, they'd nod solemnly. They'd know. They'd go. We can feel what that means. We feel like that was a, <laughs> that, that would have been a high quality podcast. Whatever that is. <laughs> um, restrictions. I think uh, we're recording this slightly uh, ahead of when we normally do, listeners. And I think restrictions have ended today. Masks. Yeah, Plan B is gone today. There's no more plan B. No more plan B. The nation is being raw dogs with COVID. <laughs> There's no masks or contraception or plan B or anything. Everyone is just having to have their take their COVID neat. That's right. From just today. Take it like men. Little um 
sort of uh, people in like nice little uniforms with trays of shots of COVID. Yeah. Uh, free samples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, do a little shot of COVID and get it done now. I I guess that's kind of what the vaccine was, right? Just a little shot of COVID, get it done. Just a taster. A little preview. Uh, yesterday, I tried to go on on the train ride in London without my mask. Oh, yeah. And I, 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 I managed one, one le- not leg, but one p- portion. One station to one before I, I turned a change. Before I had to change trains. I managed like one part of the journey with oh, a yeah. mask on before I just... The the I'm I'm so socially programmed now to have it on, but I couldn't resist I couldn't resist not having it on. Yeah, your your own hands put it on you, like shaking. Yeah. While you were going like no, no, like yeah. <laughs> like your mind had been taken over. I'm trying to wean myself off. Is it. TFL has TFL agreed like no more masks? No, Sadiq is still like you still have to wear a mask, but yeah. at this point, I mean, it's still, you know, an astonishingly large proportion of people on TFL are wearing the masks. It's still like, to my eye, 70, 80%. To be honest, now that we've worn them for so long, it now feels like a choice to let people breathe into my mouth. Yes, yes. You're, you're now opting out. Yeah, exactly. Masks. Yes, it feels like I'm sort of going, time to let people sneeze and a bit of it go in my mouth <laughs> time to do that especially on the tube when it's busy you know mm. and you mm. just sort of think oh people's breath is very close to my breath and i don't like that transmission on trains apparently is really really rare like even in even in tokyo in that fame you know which is like famously packed yeah they they're, they're they've not been tra- able to trace hardly any covid cases too. what about colds and flus though like other stuff i mean like I'm not even I'm not worried about COVID. I just mean like yeah. people's gross fucking yeah snot yeah cooties cooties too yeah the big C <laughs> the C word yeah <laughs> cooties <laughs> there's some amazing statistic that like normally every year the USA has like five million flu deaths and then in the year where it was even half lockdown like half the, the hillbilly states weren't even bothering. Mm. It got down to like 10,000 or something. Really? Like nothing. Like this huge reduction in flu deaths. Obviously, loads of those deaths have been replaced by COVID deaths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even then, even like taking that into account, just this massive reduction in people getting flu. But that's why everyone, I mean, people we know have been getting the mega flu, haven't they? Like, yeah, we've known some, known some people who had like two years worth of flu at once. Yeah, <laughs> they consolidated their into yearly one, flu into, into one unmanageable enormous sum. Shitting, flu. vomiting, burst of flu. <laughs> Do you think people would sign up for that if you said you can have all the diarrhea you're ever going to have in your life now? Now, one weekend. One weekend. One crazy weekend. One crazy. <laughs> Book a hotel. Don't, don't don't do this at home. Yeah. Go find a hotel and do it there. Find a German sex club <laughs> and get this done with. Yeah, find a, a sort of a cattle grate <laughs> and just be hosed down for 24 hours above that. But it's, once it's done, it's done. Yeah. Is do you there, reckon you could get... Do you, here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you reckon you can get a, a lifetime's worth of diarrhea done in a weekend? <laughs> I reckon it's a week at least. Yeah. Yeah, what are the calculations on this? It depends Although on... I've not... And touch wood... I haven't had diarrhea for ages. <laughs> I have to say. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't drink any water. I drink so much water. I carry a water bottle around. I drink yeah. loads of water. Maybe if anything, like, you're begging for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Imagine I'm teasing it. I'm like, come on, body, give me some die die. But I, I haven't had diarrhea in so long. I, th- I some people seem to have it basically constantly. Hmm. I have a, I have a very strong like. I've only realized this as I've got older, and also, I mean, especially thanks to the kind of emails we get. A lot of people seem to essentially have f- some kind of mild to moderate food poisoning twice a year. Yep. Yeah, there's something I realized um, that I think I have an iron belly because of Malaysia. I, I th- yeah, but why do I have one? I think it might be genetic because my mum has basically never had food poisoning in her life. Mm-hmm. Like twice ever kind of thing. I think I've had once in my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar. Like very so, like once or twice I can think of. So rare. But these there are people out there who just, you know... Maybe in South Africa. Maybe, you know, maybe... Just eating raw beef all the time. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I mean, for if, literally for Malaysia, they, you know, it, you eat in such dirty places sometimes. Yeah. That I think you just... Pick, I, I'm sure you pick up some kind of immunity to it. Because I just... I can eat dirty food and, like, I might have, like, runny shit for three seconds at night and then it's done. <laughs> it just get, That's it. It's gone. Get it done. Like, my body found the one bit of food poisoning... <laughs> Diarrhea and just diarrhea that that bit out, but it, the rest is fine. It like like secured it in like almost like a kind of Kinder egg pot. <laughs> yeah, like that's the culprit, officer. Yeah, we got him. <laughs> Didn't let him run riot for one day. Whereas some people we know and the public generally, judging by our again our emails, a slightly stale sandwich, mm-hmm. and it's it's good goodbye. I once gave a girlfriend food poisoning. I'm pretty sure I did it. I cooked I cooked some like rice and aubergines delicious and then she started shitting and vomiting for 24 hours <laughs> and i was absolutely fine and you, i'd eaten more if anything you were like a poisoner year. yeah but i was fine i was completely fine was it old rice look this is the elephant in the room it was fried <laughs> rice which has to be done with day old cold refrigerated rice that's how you make fried rice yes yeah and why I never ever ever heard this thing of don't reheat rice until I came to the UK. It's a it's very much a a, a terrified white people thing. I've never ever heard it. The, but now I'm worried that that's what happened to her. Growing up, um, people spoke about old rice sometimes around me as if it was a plate of f- freshly warmed aids <laughs> to the level of terror and like yeah. Watch out for the, oh, I don't know. Like they talk about it as if it was as dangerous as sort of like uh, anonymous, constant, unprotected sex in a big club or yeah. the fear, the I, judgment. I mean, it makes sense. I've seen people bin perfectly good rice, Phil. Bin it. it. Yeah. And and like in Asian countries, you have you have cold rice lying there all, like, all day. And yeah. warm. Yeah. Warmer, if anything. It, I mean, it makes sense because rice has, as far as all the carbohydrates goes, the largest... Surface, surface area. area to mass ratio but there's something like it's some kind of bacteria that's on the surface of like uncooked rice or something and it's something that is avoided i think if you wash your rice before you cook it which of course you should do oh yeah i always thought washing rice before you cook it was more about removing excess excess starch yeah i think there's something bacterial about it though or i don't know i think maybe it's something to do if you don't do the rice properly i don't mm. I don't think that's right. Because you wash the rice, what? You pour water into it, you shake it about, and while well, the bacteria is like, okay, now that I'm covered in water, which I famously hate, I'm going to leave. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really make sense to me. I don't know. You, or you, you, you freak it out. I have no idea. You, well, and, you, but you, you cook the rice. That's going to kill the bacteria. Well, you'd think, but you, you have to wash the, the you know, soil off your vegetables. Mm, 
I, I it, think it I, can't be safe to boil shit and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There has to be that's something. That's a good experiment. Survives. I reckon. <laughs> I mean, surely it is. No. My. No. My head is telling me that it is, but my heart is telling my me. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> As I'm looking at it. Stirring a pot of boiling shit. But my tummy. <laughs> Tummy's telling me yes. <laughs> I, I think it is about leaving it cold afterwards. That's 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 way in the bacon. Something develops set. and then it just evades when it's fried. I mean you should put it in the fridge as soon as, well not as soon as possible once it's like room temperature. But then you're frying it in oil and that should kill it as well. Yeah, but, then, but you have to make sure you fry, you fry it thoroughly. So I do make evenly. sure I do that now. You have to press out the the clumps and get all the grains um heated up and cooked. Nice and it. done. Nice and done. Nice and yeah. done. I made myself fried rice the other day with day old rice. Delish. And then you know what? Came back after weekend reheated in the microwave the Ooh, fried rice i would made from day old refrigerated rice delicious didn't shit myself <laughs> don't try it at home folks unless you're me unless you're me or me yeah iron bellied boys i do think it's something you pick up um mm. but to make up for it uh chinese people are quite lactose intolerant Yes, that's where you guys get your quotient of diarrhea from. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets the same amount of diarrhea. It's just placed in different areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the beautiful thing about the human race. Yeah. Everyone, God gives everyone the same amount of diarrhea, <laughs> but you have to figure out where it is. Yeah, it's in different areas of your life. It's hiding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, with white people, it's rice and spice. Although milk is coming up in China now. That's a big boom market for milk. Is it? It's China. And there's, there's a... Australia makes a ton of money selling um, milk powder to China because there was a contaminated batch yeah. of milk powder a few years ago in China. And, and even though they sorted it now... It was full of like lead or something insane. <laughs> something something communist was yeah. in there. And, <laughs> and they love putting lead in things. They just love putting contaminants and stuff. And, but even since they, they... But the trust is gone now. So yeah. still now Chinese people are importing milk solution from australia and the aussies are bloody rioting. i i remember i was reading um it was a book it was it was like the history of a communist party in 100 years or 100 year anniversary of the communist party chinese communist party history in 10 lives mm. and it mentioned that scandal and apparently like until that scandal there wasn't a body that's job was to check things like the equivalent of a food an fd FDA or F- yeah. or whatever. There just wasn't one. Really? Yeah. It was just assumed that, like, well, quality control is done by, you know, a lot of these things are kind of state-owned anyway. The market will sort this. That's <laughs> what they thought, the communists. The were. communist party thought, <laughs> the invisible hand of the markets treated us pretty well so far <laughs> with regards to the whole poisonous food thing. <laughs> and there was the thing with toys as well, like lead paint on toys. That was some big scandal. Yep. yep. Crazy. There was a contaminated batch of um, these rabbit sweets, these rabbit milk sweets that were huge in Malaysia. We had lots of as a kid. They're big in South Africa. Oh, really? Wrapped in rice white paper. White rabbit, yeah. Right, you right, can right. Eat, yeah, white yeah. rabbits. Yeah, I grew up eating those. No way. Those, I, I brought yeah. them into school once, right? From And I bought them from... And they had a, Chinese on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I bought them from a South African shop. And I brought them into school once. And some of the guys at school were from Hong Kong. And they looked at me like I'd brought, come in with a picture of their mum. <laughs> Is this border? Are they, were they boarders? They were boarders, yeah. yeah. They're like, where did, you, where did you get that? I've never seen them so serious in their lives. <laughs> where did you get that? You aren't allowed that. <laughs> How did you find that here in the 
barbarian West. Wow, they were in South Africa. That's so yeah, cool. I used to love them because you could just eat the wrapper, and it made me incredibly. Um, the rest of my life, I would intermittently try and eat similar wrappers that were not edible and other sweets because I'd be like, yeah. well, I was right once. It really spoils you with regards to wrappers. Yeah. You think, well, I, there I, was a time where I could eat these. I grew up thinking a, lot, a much larger proportion of wrappers in my life are going to be edible. <laughs> That's why we have such strong stomachs. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just lined with Mars bars wrappers. <laughs> we're like goats. Just eating all these fucking quality street wrappers. Going like, could it, I thought it was a sort of translucent jelly uh, I've I've never got food poisoning, but I've also not absorbed any nutrients for twelve years. <laughs> yeah, I also I crinkle when I do sit-ups, <laughs> and I'm more conductible than I used to be. <laughs> yeah, when I do Conductive. sit-ups, it sounds like someone's looking for crisps in a packet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was a contaminated batch of those rabbit sweets, and uh, the person responsible, let's just say, is uh, no longer with us. <laughs> let's just say that they've gone somewhere to think about what they've done. Isn't it crazy that Beijing is hosting the Winter Olympics while just kidnapping people? There's no... They're not selling tickets. There's no... You can't go and... Because um, of COVID. Because they're still pursuing zero COVID. Yeah. Which is... Bad. It is eccentric. Um, and it does seem a bit like they're pursuing zero COVID in that kind of really zealous way that the person who covered the house in shit but won't admit to it is like, oh, awful thing to do. We have to clean all of this all up. Shit. Every last bit. Shit. Even the shit inside your colon, we've got to get rid of that. We'd better get ri- all get rid of Just it. Just in case. Yeah, exactly. I'm aching all over because a man came over to my house and made me exercise. He made me bend over and touch my little tozer and I couldn't do it, so I cried. He whipped me with another band. He said, are you not a man? I said, I'm trying. He said, do a press up now. I said, I'm tired. He said, I don't care because I'm a... Personal trainer, I'm a personal trainer. It's a absolute no-brainer that I'm gonna make you hurt a lot. Yeah. Well, wherever that milk sweet guy is, he's hanging out with the bat that started all this. <laughs> That no one can find. And uh, it's just chained up somewhere with an officer <laughs> interrogating it. <laughs> Who sent you? <laughs> They're going through the bat's social media. <laughs> in case it liked something from like the CIA or something. I don't know. Uh, well, the CIA bats. Even Australia's given up on zero COVID. Yeah, and they're nuts. I didn't think two years when two years goes I didn't think when this started two years ago that eventually I would be glad that our government was uh, a little bit of a death cult. Yeah. Because <laughs> it turns we are now in a much better place than yeah. even fucking New Zealand. We're better, we're, you if, know. If we, the, the ideal would have been if we'd had an instantaneous zero COVID attitude and then gradually become the death cult. Yeah, that's the ideal. Yeah, that's the we dream. didn't quite do that. 
No. We went we, we, death cult. <laughs> death cult, death cult, death cult. Half zero COVID. Yeah. Half zero COVID, half zero COVID. Zero COVID, zero COVID, zero COVID. Death cult deluxe. <laughs> half price or full food. Mm, death, death cult plus. Death cult plus. Zero COVID, zero COVID, zero COVID. No Christmas, zero COVID. Death cult, death cult, zero COVID, death cult. So we've <laughs> right. arrived at it, like... We, we have stuck it our way. And we've been mostly death cult, but we may as well have been full Sweden death cult the whole time. I mean, for Sweden to go heavy metal death cult was so perfect. Yeah. It fits their music preferences exactly. But then, like, uh, there's a great article on the Times uh, website that says, what would have happened if we did nothing? Yeah. And it analyzes all the data from Sweden and, and countries like New Zealand that did zero COVID and da 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 da. And we still would have been worse off if we'd done nothing. Mm-hmm. Because. The difficult thing with Sweden is that it's a small country where everyone follows sensible advice anyway. And very importantly, a lot of people live on their own. Loads of people live on their own. Loads of people are spread out. There's only like three cities, and they're barely cities by even a British definition. They're not And big. they aren't international travel hubs. They aren't international travel hubs. They're not densely populated. And then they have an aging population, but it's not quite as incredibly fucking old as ours. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Although that might just be like a kind of splitting hairs thing, but yeah, basically, and 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 like, I'm pretty sure Sweden, like Germany, just already had the attitude of having much more emergency care beds available. Yes, we have quite. We had like the lowest yeah. per capita. Our attitude is like, you know, when Indiana Jones just gets under the <laughs> slamming door and just gets his hat. <laughs> Imagine if instead Indiana Jones was labelled the NHS. <laughs> And the NHS was just grabbing a coughing old person. <laughs> and that's our attitude every winter. Yeah. It's like, we want just as many beds as we can get away with before you have to call in the Red Cross. Yeah. Whereas the continent, or especially like Germany, Sweden, or these like sensible, vaguely Nordic, Germanic countries, it's like double that. Mm-hmm. So and they have a different funding system. But yeah, we, we still would have been screwed. It would have overwhelmed the NHS. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was an important thing. When, all- when it was... When it was very bad it could have been much much worse all all the people very few people who who demand that we'd have done it like sweden um do i believe would not also be complaining loads of someone they knew died because of a busy hospital you're saying the people who are saying we should have done it like sweden would be complaining loads yeah. of someone they knew died not all of them yeah. a few of them i believe yeah okay. real maniacs yeah where they're just like, you say to them, like, right, and if anyone from your family who, you know, severed an artery in an accident or had a heart attack or a stroke, you'd be happy for them to die in a queue of taxis because there are no more ambulances for a hospital that has no beds for them. Yeah. And there are very few people, I believe, when they go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Exactly, yeah. And some of them I do believe. So real nutters, I do believe. I go, yeah, you're mad and you're that libertarian. But most of the people who say that, I just think, yeah, I think you'd be first in the queue to go, it's a disgrace. And <laughs> yeah. sue the hospital and try and tear it down brick by brick. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to say that, you'd better be a real maniac. Yeah, yeah. But in, in, yeah, but in the end, I'm glad we went more. In the end, we are better off for, for being a bit more death cult than. Well, we in, managed uh, to, to to turn the death cult switch back. Well, we've we've dealt with what we did, and initially, what we did was hilariously take old people into hospital, give them COVID, and post them back to old folks' homes like spies. Yeah, <laughs> like, like fucking moles. computer viruses. <laughs> 
just plugging it back into the system and just raw, just letting everyone die without yeah. uh, consciously deciding to do that. Once we'd done that, we did the right stuff. Yeah, and we got the vaccines earlier and da da da. Um, I can't imagine how many r- annoying books there are going to be about this. Yeah, not now, but in what? Yeah, say, th- ten th- years, yeah. five, depending. It, yeah, it's going to be interesting when this becomes interesting because <laughs> yeah. it's still not interesting. No, it's not. It's it's the it's the most monumentous thing that's happened in any of our lives, and it's not interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was never adrenaline-filled like a war. Mm-hmm. But even that, after World War Two, there wasn't really a film about World War Two for fifteen, twenty years. Like people didn't really give a shit. Not a. They weren't interested. There were some, but they were sort of. They weren't gritty, apart from the longest day. But even that wasn't. Uh... Well, I've just had the longest day. That's me <laughs> getting back to base camp. Base camp. Me getting back to camp. Base at, at the end of a long day shooting the Germans. <laughs> oh God, I've had the I longest am day. <laughs> Um, what is interesting, though, the endless parties. Oh, old Bozo, le- party legend, with his. That, uh, that guy's been to more parties in a year than I've been to in a normal year. Yeah, in a COVID I thinking, year. I was thinking that. I was like, wow, this is a yeah, this is a good. Fifteen-year-old me would love a social <laughs> life like they did. We're yeah. less sociable than a locked-down prime minister. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't keep a good party animal down. That's that's yeah. all this is going to prove. The birthday one really made me laugh. Yeah, constant parties, like two different parties, when one one of them broke his kid's swing, and then another one they were like using his slide. Really? In the Downing Street uh, number ten garden, yeah. Uh, those are two different parties. I don't understand how you think you could get away with it because there's like there's so like number ten is one of the most watched. I mean, they've got away with it for much longer than. But it's only you watched thought? by security. Yeah. Who and are now going, you know, they, they were kind of doing that. Yeah, now that they're being asked directly and have to say so. But they yeah. weren't going to fucking say anything otherwise. Mm. Um, amazing, yeah. Just constant party time. And obviously they were going to get caught eventually. But the main thing is that either they were just civil servants following everyone's lead or a lot of... I think a big part of the soul of, of the high-ups and the Conservative Party at the moment, especially, is that, well, the rules are kind of for suckers. You think? That's what you get taught at public school, I think. Or certainly at private slash public school. Yeah. I think you get taught that, like, you know, well, well Jenkins, we, yeah. we caught you trying to sneak out of the boarding house to go to the pub, right? But you're kind of in less trouble if you were sneaking out in a kind of clever way that involved Latin phrases. Mm. They sort of go, well, at least it showed spirit. Yes. You're still in trouble. But if you were an idiot about it, if you were thick about it, then they sort of go, well, that's more offensive. That you were trying to break the rules in a way that's dumb. Mm. And I suppose if you're Boris Johnson, like you've been breaking the rules and disrespecting everyone else your whole life. And yeah. it got you to be prime minister of the united kingdom it got so, you to yeah not to, to be a famous celebrity author prime minister mayor of london <laughs> constantly getting his dick sucked so you know think so about that you, yeah so that'll teach you <laughs> that'll teach to you to lie and cheat that'll teach you to lie and cheat i hope you will enjoy enjoy this punishing life yeah so why wouldn't you think 
why wouldn't you think this is probably fine? Yeah, I think, but I think it teaches you that, like, uh, well, yeah, those are the rules. But when the rules are silly, you can just disobey them. And then when when the teacher says, "Why aren't you doing it?" you can say, "Well, sir, it's silly," and he'll go, oh, "I suppose it is quite silly, Jenkins." Yeah. Well, don't let it happen again. Off to bed with you. Yeah, but then when there are younger boys around, you have to be the prefect. And yeah. Then, you know, make sure you go to bed on time. The game is that you're trying to teach them that the rules are kind of arbitrary and pointless and there to be worked around. Mm. That's a big part of it. Mm. And it's, it is actually quite a good life lesson. It in is. In practical terms. That's why people pay for it. Yeah. But it does mean that you end up with a bunch of absolute fucking scoundrels <laughs> without, who have the wrong attitude where they've, they, from that they haven't taken... The message here is, you know, like the, what people say is the best about the British police, like enforcement but not American style. Mm. Like, yes, I could arrest this man who's throwing up for being drunk. Mm. Or I could just move him on his way, make sure he's on the right bus. Mm. The good side of British policing. Mm. As opposed to the kind of like, if we were like the Germans or the Americans of like, well, technically the offense has been made. Yeah. So I have to. Yeah. And I'm going to fill in all these forms and spend all night doing it instead of patrolling for something worse. Yeah. But then like, this is the dark side of that, is that you've got a fucking like... <laughs> The home of the prime minister is like this, like like noise complaints from like other houses, like keep it down, fucking party hub. Soon I can number eleven, just calling the police. Dressed in like again. Dressed in like a wee Willy Winky with a night like a night hat. Yeah, yeah, a candle on a plate. Keep it down in there, you crazy kids. Johnson, the prime minister of sound. He's dressed like Dennis the Menace with a red, <laughs> red and black striped top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Minister of Sound. He's the Prime Minister of Sound. That's very good. <laughs> That's a tweet, surely. Oh, minister maybe. Of sound. I'll try it. People will just blank it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, the Minister of Sound. Uh, do, you, do you think he can survive this, Pierre? I think he's going to survive it more now that there are loads, including a silly birthday one. Interesting. It's smoke. You can hide behind that. One good, big, illegal one. You can just keep going back to it. And the public will familiarize themselves with this one event. Right. And they'll go, yes, what about the party? Yeah. Whereas people go, what about all those parties? The public are going, which ones? And you go, well, the first one. They go, no, the other one with the swing. And you go, well, what was... And then by that point, you really lost like 90% of the electorate. My instinct is the opposite. Really? I feel like Boris Johnson's main um, political insight that has done him so much benefit is that people have short memories yeah and you can do awful i mean this isn't anywhere close to the worst thing he's done yeah but people eventually forget because something else comes up but the next thing that comes up is another party yeah and it's the same thing that and and every week it's the same thing it's a reminder every week and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse i feel like this is much harder to survive in but one I think, big thing. But I think people, uh, like obviously people who, you know, obey the rules properly and lost people and couldn't go to funerals and stuff, they all hate him forever, right? Mm. But the what you need is like the general floating voter desire to. to it's, it takes a lot of energy to nurse anger. Yes. Over months. Yeah. And it's going to dissipate, and it's going to get more and more tiring the more parties are added to the angry pile. You know. Mm. Probably more damaging is just what it conveys of like it's the competence factor right if it yeah. just if it makes him look silly and stupid and unable to keep his house in order yeah yeah and then the trouble is that like yeah no even if there's a confidence vote he might just survive yeah 
Yeah. And, you know, no one else will be like, well, we don't like him, but we don't like him less than we don't like Michael Gove and Rishi Sunak. Because mm. Boris Johnson, as much as he's a scumbag, he's our scumbag and he keeps promising us stuff. Yeah. And he always delivers on his like bribes. But do you think he'll get to the point where he's thrown so many people under the bus that <laughs> there aren't any left that he can offer anything to? Well, I mean, I think that's why the current cabinet is so low quality because he's just had to constantly go through like well, he's, he's picking people for their kind of like animal-like loyalty as opposed to any ability. Right, yeah. And that's why you've got all these dopes bumping into each other and forgetting where Kabul is and going on holiday and suggesting the channel be strung with a big net to stop migrants and stuff. <laughs> it's like a cabinet of cartoon characters just going, whoa, honk, honk, like slipping over things. and But they all, you know, at least publicly are loyal. So Yeah, but Liz Truss wants to be prime minister. Oh, God, She's yeah. She's nibbling the, at his the, the chubby che- ankles. The cheese idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Old Lady Cheese. Old Lady Cheese wants to be PM. She seems like a very unpleasant person. She's she's a rare, she's a rare sort of minister. The government, she's kind of, she's foreign secretary. And yeah. She, but it's rare that, like a lot of these people you reckon are probably quite unpleasant. Yes. But she's just openly unpleasant all the time <laughs> on public platforms. She'll go on BBC One and, and just say something that... Sounds essentially like you're a cunt. I think you're a cunt. Stop asking me questions. <laughs> How dare you demand that I explain myself? I I told you when when she, uh, she was on before me at um, a hay festival, right? Um, I, yes. I did a show in hay called "How the Light Gets In" at the festival, philosophy festival. She was in the tent before me. I drew a much bigger crowd, as to be said. Uh, but <laughs> there are people asking, and they're sort of you know, wet, left-leaning uh, uh, festival-goers who are annoying. Yeah. But also she is an idiot and unpleasant. And yeah. there was one point where a lady, she had, she'd prepared questions to ask Liz Truss. And she got up and she read her questions off her notepad. And Liz Truss just went, right, well, I see you've got your little notepad there. And she just, she was so scathing. Yeah. And, and just openly rude in the way that you, that... You want to say to them, like, you know you need votes. Yeah, it's, it's like she's done no media training. <laughs> well, she's always, yeah. She And then people will be like, God, it's very fresh and raw, isn't it? I kind of like it. That's the thing. I like that she talks at everyone like they're a cunt because I, I like the honesty of it. Yeah, I mean, it's direct. But then like, anyone who's a front runner at this point will get knifed by whatever rat is next. You know? <laughs> yeah. It'll be someone boring like Ben Wallace, the defense secretary, who's just been being very quiet. Yeah. A quiet little spider. Yeah, that's the, that's, I love, yeah, that's the other... The fucking dogs. The, the, the animal airlift. The animal airlift, yeah. Where, and now it's basically been proven like that guy split from the foreign office and just was a whistleblower and basically just leaked everything saying, yeah, no, it did happen and they did replace people and it did fuck everything up and it did risk soldiers' lives. So basically, I don't know the story in full, but it looks like now Boris Johnson. Um, he he gave put the green pressure light on it. Yeah, he put pressure on his personal private secretary to airlift out a guy called Pen Farthing. Which, by the way, if your surname is Farthing, why are you naming your child something that sounds like Penny? Pen some, Farthing. I think it's a nickname. He was in the Royal Marines at some kind of hilarious, banterous nickname. Oh, okay. In which case, fair play is good, funny stuff. Um, <laughs> Who runs a dog sanctuary, dog and cat sanctuary in Kabul? Also, by the way, never mind if you don't, if you, if you, in spite of all the evidence, if you don't believe that it distracted from um, 
efforts to evacuate people who should have been evacuated, if you don't believe it used up valuable resources, if you don't believe it put soldiers in danger, and if you don't believe it used up space where humans could have been put in. All of those things, I think, did happen based on all the evidence, and I encourage you to read the Whistleblower's Report. But even if you don't believe that, Phil, here's the best part. A bunch of different dog and cat charities run by other Westerners didn't get evacuated and are still there and are fine. They're fine. They're fine. The yeah, Taliban they, had bigger they concerns. Them. It turns out they weren't after them. Anymore. There was one, which I think was like a Danish one or a US one or something, where the Taliban sent guards to help them out. They were like, oh, do you need us to provide security now that we're in charge? And they were like, yeah. Fucking hell. They weren't, everyone thought there was going to be this massacre and there wasn't. So in the end, not only was it a, a scandal and dangerous and, and unacceptable and incredibly insulting to our Afghan to, to, allies. To save dogs instead of, instead like, of interpreters. Instead of interpreters who've been helping us for you know, 20 years. Uh, and it, really, it, it was not necessary. They were fine. He could have just stayed there feeding dogs. You know Kabul. you fucked up when British people are annoyed you helped some doggy woggies. I mean, that, and even then, it's only it's like barely half of British people are annoyed. The other half are going, no, it was l- a lovely thing. Brilliant and nothing bad came of it. Wonderful kissing. Just pathetic. Really, really made me angry at the time and now. All the people just awful, awful, refusing awful. to believe that it could be wrong to prioritize a fucking dog over an interpreter. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ladies flinging their babies over barbed wire fences. Yeah. But let the Labrador through. Yeah, yeah. It, Taliban guards beating them aside with sticks so that a bunch of dogs could parade through being led by some fucking maddo. What is this, Homeward Bound? Get them out of here! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking 101 Dalmatians Kabul adventure. Ridiculous. Um, Let's do some correspondence. Okay. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ring, ring. Letters, Keep emails, emails, emails phone, correspondence. Michelle gets in touch. Michel, my girl, don't play, don't... You know the Beatles song? There's, it goes into French and I never know it. I don't know that one. It's lovely. I love you, I love you, I love you. Do, 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 do. They're a good band, actually. The Beatles. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they'll make it. 
<laughs> they haven't been very prolific for for a while now. Yeah, <laughs> lazy. Um, so the subject line is "Beware the Spanish Seas." Oh, as in the bodies of water or the letters? Uh, bodies of water. Oh, but yeah. it says dot dot dot. I don't know if that's cut off some of the anyway. Hello, you fill up my senses like a walk in the park, <laughs> and love is in Pierre. Lovely. I like that a lot. A lot of effort. A lot of effort. A long, a long walk there. <laughs> Love the show so much. I'm ending the. I'm reaching the end of my third listen through. What? Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed and afraid. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's Michelle. like it's like someone saying that they've managed to put their whole foot in their mouth. <laughs> three like, times. Wow. Three times. <laughs> like, but you mustn't. But well done. Um. You're honestly the funniest people I can think of and what got me through this, some shitty lockdown time, so thank you. Oh, thank that's good. you. That's lovely. Um, I listened to the Donkey Schlong postcard tat thing. Remember oh, that? yes, yeah. What was, was it? There's like, a postcard like, with a big donkey and there's like a lady looking at this donkey's penis like she was like, wow. And it's like, at- enjoy the sights here in Marbella or something. Yeah, it was in Mexico. Mexico, that's right. Yeah. Or, yeah. I think it was Mexico. And it was basically the joke was, Cuba, look at this donkey's huge penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it reminded me to share a story with you. My best mate slash flatmate at the time, I'll call him Lance. Lance! Lovely, lovely fake name. Lovely fake name. Look at the name of a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> I used to, uh, Lance and I used to compete to send each other the most awful postcard from holiday. Lovely. That's a lovely tradition. Tasteless artsy ones. One so old it's yellowed in the, uh, from the sun in the shop window. Plain ugly ones. Scenes of roundabouts, etc. Did I tell you the time I bought some... Well, tried to buy some postcards in Melbourne. No. Um, me, me, and my girlfriend of the time went to this like souvenir shop and we just picked out a bunch of postcards and the sign said like thirty cents each. Yeah. And we just uh, we we held them up to the guy behind the shop, behind the counter, and said, "How much for these?" And he was this middle-aged man, and he looked so sad. He looked like he was like the most depressed guy I'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And he looked at us and he looked at the postcards and he just went. He just shook his head, like sadly, closed his eyes, and and just waved us away. <laughs> and, we, and he was like, he didn't charge us for them. He just said, "Let's have the like, fucking things." Yeah, it's like he couldn't believe he was selling postcards. Yeah. And we're like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "A family like, member." He didn't say a word. He just went. A family member had just been killed by a postcard. <laughs> that day. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah, very weird. Oof. Very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Very disquieting behavior. (laughs) So, Lance went on holiday to Spain, and unusually, I didn't get a card in the first week. Mm. But I did get a knock at my door. Oh. Police arrived. What? A long, uh, a long if. Hmm. I think it means police arrived asking if they could have a word. Ah. They'd intercepted a, quote, pedophilic image what on an item of post addressed to me i was obviously really shocked and horrified they'd seen the image but i wasn't allowed to oh my goodness so i was left wondering what a story yeah they sat on our sofa one telling me all the details and the other peering around our room full of velvet jesus statues lizards and a picture of a sexy pigeon with boobs among other knickknacks i mean it's not looking good no You're like um, Jeffrey Dahmer with all his heads and jars and stuff. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, officer, as you can see, I'm a perfectly normal person. <laughs> I simply enjoy images that are exotic, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, they asked me who Lance was. Uh. They'd seen the name on the card, and could I contact them? I did explain I'm sure it was a joke gone wrong, but I had to call him. Gosh. A long conversation ensued between him and the police on my phone. Nice phone, Bill. Cheers, plod. <laughs> With them explaining it had enraged public decency, and there had been a complaint. From the postman? Who's even seeing Apparently. it? Apparently. I guess uh, that's the thing about postcards. is like, it's completely... They'll see it. It's essentially an open letter to the world. Yeah. I was genuinely shitting it, but the call ended, and they basically gave him a warning. I then got a 30-minute lecture about the offence and about wasting police time. What? Which to me seemed a little unfair based on the amount of my input into the incident. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> wasting police time. Don't waste our time by being reported <laughs> for crime. They get their, I don't know what happens when they put a helmet on. It's like it changes how their brains are wired. I mean, the British police, when they're good, they're good. But sometimes they do dumb shit. Um, and then they left. When Lance got home a week later, he showed me the photo he'd taken of the card. <laughs> it, w- <laughs> it was a cartoon. Right. Yes, not even a photo. Okay. A cartoon. It was a cartoon baby paddling in the sea with its mum. Right. And it had a ridiculously huge dong. <laughs> So it's a cartoon baby in the sea with its mum And it's got an enormous penis, right? (laughs) Paddling away The The caption read Quote Spain is good for baby What does that mean? Exclamation mark. What does that mean? Spain is good for baby. <laughs> Why? In what way is it good? How does how has Spain influenced this baby? It's given it a big dick. How? Spain is good for baby. <laughs> As if that's the healthiest reaction to that sight. <laughs> You wow, God, look at that baby Scott. Spain has been Spain good for baby. Spain is good for baby. <laughs> Spain has been good for baby. Maybe the, wow. mu- the mum's coming out in the surf, you know, like Bond. <laughs> and then suddenly realizes that this enormous penis is trailing off her own baby. She looks down and goes, Spain's good for baby. <laughs> Can you imagine reporting that, that to the police? Mad. That is mad. You see a picture, a cartoon of a baby with an enormous penis. With its mum paddling in the caption, Spain is good for baby. And you just think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the police. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is it good for baby? But it must have been someone in the, working in the post office. It has to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah so a post office sort of or something. Yeah. Or maybe the postman. Man. You saw the new went, Spain doesn't seem that good to baby for me. <laughs> oh, Spain gosh. is good for baby. Spain is good for baby. You can't What's... deny that. Who's that for? How does that even? Because like, how does it? How would that even make sense in Spanish? 
Because presumably... España is muy bueno para el niño. Para el bebé. It's still the, the very sentiment doesn't make sense. It's not like you can see how something's been lost in translation. You can't show someone a picture of a baby with a huge dick with its mum. And the caption, Spain is good for baby, and go, it loses something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in English hey, there's no word Spain. for how you say a big uh, baby. Uh, Spain is good for baby, do you have this? Spain is good for baby? Do you have with this the, phrase? The, the penis is very large. You know when a, pe- when a baby goes uh, swimming with his mother and he's got a, a big penis? You know when Spain is good because for baby? Because of Spain? Because of Spain, Spain is <laughs> Spain, and he's good. And when something is good like this, this mean, is when we say Spain yeah. is. You mean bueno? Yes, bueno, but bueno in this specific way. <laughs> How often does that come up? Not, no. Well, for us a lot. We are Spain. <laughs> we go for baby. <laughs> God, Spain is. Spain good. is good for baby. Spain is good. For Someone baby. had to draw that and caption it. <laughs> and go well I'll sell these <laughs> for sure obviously I'll sell these these are fly off the shelf maybe a Spanish person looks at it and goes <laughs> right healthy swimming pen- uh, penis health pen- penis big I remember this story from my childhood <laughs> <laughs> that's how my parents used to make me go swimming yeah you better go swimming if you want a huge penis thanks mum Spain's good for baby yes son yes it is isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Incredible. Well, um, Spain is good for baby. All in all, an utterly nonsensical piece of tap madness. I'd like to imagine a lady at the post office still washing out her eyes after making a complaint to the police, who, fair play to them, somehow managed not to piss themselves laughing while telling me off. Anyway, Koji, love pods. Michelle. Thanks so much, Michelle. Spain might be good for baby, but Michelle's been good for bud pod. Yes. Um, we're going to go to Spain now. What's good for baby is good for bud pod. Yes, Let's we're go going to, to the swimming. Spain of the bonus pod. The Spain of the bonus pod. Yeah, bonus pod is good for baby. El Patreon. Patreon is good for baby. <laughs> Getting a Patreon subscription to Bud Pod is good for baby. Baby <laughs> being you. Um, yes, yeah, so see you there. Adios. Uh, muy bueno. Muchos gracias. And uh, watch out for that baby. Watch out for that baby. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 